0: That's 800-278-1738.
1: All right, good evening and welcome aboard another edition of Sports Overnight America across the country, iHeart, around the globe, and the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Dominic Jimenez uh, along the way. I'm Marty Terrell. We'll get Dom in here with a I think a couple doses of Doms download there's a lot to get to today you know you can't get you can't do a show without Dion you just can't do it I, I mean you really can't I mean they're getting ready for Colorado State and I've heard the comments you know wake me up when they beat Oregon you know wake me up when they beat a legit team and I get that but you know what they beat TCU on the road and they beat Nebraska in their own building so I you know I'm not buying that too much I'm really not you know I, I mean are we getting a little carried away with Dion yeah because we love to live vicariously through this stuff, don't we? I mean, we really do. And away we go. So we'll look at that. And I understand. Look, they got Oregon here in a couple of weeks, and that's going to be a huge spot on the road. Um, you know, I mean, Stephen A. and the whole ESPN crew going out there. I, I love it. I really do. I mean – you know, and then the, the big question today was, well, will other programs kind of model themselves after what Dion in Colorado is doing? Well, they're doing it anyways. I mean, you know, you got the you got the transfer portal, you go out and get you know, you go out and get who you need and plug in holes. The idea that Colorado was gonna plug holes, they were one in eleven last year. They've been down for a decade. So, I mean, yeah, he had to overhaul the whole program. So they had to bring in a whole new coach. So away we go. Aaron Rodgers, more on that. Not a lot to say about it, really. Uh, And then Minnesota Philly will kick off week two tomorrow night. So we look forward to that. Then the rest rule in the NBA, which I love. I really do. I like this. I don't know if it's going to be perfect. Is anything perfect? I could think back when Dom and I were on the air and the, the Warriors Golden State played in Boston one night at TD Bank North. And the next night went to Cleveland, and Kerr sat everybody down. And that's not fair. That's not fair to the Cleveland fans who came there to see Steph Curry and the other stars, the Golden State Warriors. And that's one of many. And Popovich, we know in San Antonio, was the one who started this with Duncan and Robinson and Parker and Ginobili and all this other stuff. So we come back here. We get it going. It's a Wednesday into a Thursday. It's Sports Byline Broadcast. Don't forget Saturday nights. We do football. The fifth quarter takeover with myself, Charlie Gibbons. We come back. Don't go away here on Sports Byline. Keep it right here.
0: Back to school is on. And Staples has
2: great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on notebooks, pens, and all the essentials. Priced low and still in stock. And right now at Staples, 24-pack Crayola crayons and comp books are only 50 cents each. Plus, select notebooks are just 35 cents each. School on. Save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. Ends 9-16, in-store only, limit 30.
0: Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654.
1: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership.
2: If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call?
1: Talking to the world of sports here, we'll lead it off with Dom's Download. We'll do a double dip of Dom's Download here. Brought to you by Vanguard Utility Partners by Destination Grill as well. As we come to you late night and into the early morning hours here on Sports Byline Broadcast on iHeart and on the American Forces Radio Network. You know, Dion, Colorado's leaving the Pac-12, and that's kind of in your wheelhouse. Cal and Stanford and others are headed out as well. Washington State, Oregon State, the two lonely ducklings just kind of sit around wondering if they'll ever find a home. How does Dion resonate in the Bay Area? And, and you know, I say this because you know that's your that's your domicile, that's your your home turf. It's Pac-12, but I'm hearing obviously it's a huge national story, but. You know, you guys are kind of getting ready for Rams uh, Rams 49ers this weekend. How about that? Go ahead, give me a Dion update in the Bay Area and across your way. How about that?
2: Uh, Dion was really good as a Niner, but Dion wasn't per se a Niner, and I'm going to use air quotes there. It's one of those right, ones right. where you know Jock Peterson might be playing for the Giants. Jock Peterson, to me, is forever going to be a Dodger. It's one of those ones. Dion was a very good Niner. They helped, he helped win a Super Bowl. Dion is not a niner per se, and I've talked about it before out here in the Bay Area. We're, we're a professional area. Yeah, we've got yep. Cal. Yeah, we've got Stanford. Nobody cares. Outside of Cal alum and the people who attend the schools or are, are, are in the general area, nobody cares. No disrespect. I slighted San Jose State. They've they've won a football game this year so i have to give them their yeah, props a, too but
1: well hold on a minute what about the broncos down there in santa clara i mean you're i mean
2: fine if we're, gonna, if we're going if we're going to go full we do have saint mary's basketball uh well, in say in, in, in addition to you got, santa clara and you
1: got the university of san francisco too don't forget bill we russell you have usf
2: i apologize <laughs> i have been to many usf games <laughs> actually this not not even a joke i don't do college sports well, my friend went to U my best friend went to USF so he took me to a lot of basketball games I've seen Jambari Bouye uh absolutely tear it up I think he's with the summer league uh, with the heat and is on a two-way contract with them so they actually yeah, have right. had some talented guys come through uh, over the last few years at USF
1: All right, let's get Rodgers and the rest rule in Minnesota-Philly in that order out of the way, okay? Well, we'll go Rodgers, Minnesota-Philly Thursday night, then we'll do the rest rule in the NBA. Then I want to get into week two with you and spend a lot of time with uh, week two because I'm tired of looking back. I want to look forward. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I guess the question now is, you know, what role does he play? Is he going to really work hard in rehab? We're hearing six to eight months. That brings us to March You know, I mean, you get OTAs in April, you get camps and, you know, all sorts of little goodies along the way. I mean, here we are in mid-September. My gut instinct says, yeah, he's going to want to come back and and finish something that he started. But there's another little voice in my head that says, you know what? He might say, you know what? I don't want to do this. I got other things to do. I mean, I could do TV. I could do a lot of different things. It's going to be interesting. What's your gut tell you? What's your head tell you, Dom? What's your heart tell you with Aaron Rodgers? Go ahead.
2: He's going to come back. Um, Aaron Rodgers, for all of his quirks and eccentricities and mm-hmm. his his uniqueness, uh, you could easily take all of that and write it off as, oh, he doesn't love football. He's just he's really good at it. It's his job. And I think Aaron Rodgers really does have passion for the game and, what spoke to me about Rodgers genuinely caring about the sport is the quote that he uh the thing what he said to Garrett Wilson after he got hurt he told Garrett Wilson I'm sorry kid so Aaron Rodgers yeah, who everybody yeah. classifies as a narcissist and an ego uh an egomaniac it's all about him he's the first one of the first thoughts while he he probably knew he ruptured his Achilles one of his first oh, yeah. thoughts was Dang, I just let this uh second year wide receiver who everybody thought was going to be amazing with me. I let him down. That's where Aaron Rodgers mind goes. That's what leads me to think he'll he'll be back. I don't know yeah, how good he's going to be, but he'll be back.
1: Yeah, and he didn't let anybody down. I mean, it was a freak injury. I mean, it really was. And okay, so now the big thing is and I forgot about this. This is kind of a uh kind of a Aaron Rodgers 1 and then 1A is apparently the NFL Players Association said, "You know what?" You better put down grass. We're not doing this turf thing anymore. A, do you think they'll do it, and B, is it necessary? I think they will, and I think it is. So go ahead. Give me your opinion.
2: I think eventually they'll do it, but it's going to take some time just because the NFL likes to lollygag when doing things, especially when it comes to player safety. Um, And I think they should do it. And we've seen the... The statements where people are talking, and they pointed to Real Madrid, my favorite soccer team over in Spain.
1: Mm-hmm. They
2: they have on their at their new stadium. I don't think the stadium's open yet, but they're going to have it revolving platforms for the field. That's where true. that way, it's, if it's, it's uh frost, it's frosted, yep. or yep. it's a torrential downpour, they can put the stadium underground to pre- the grass underground to protect it. And it's still regular grass, and it's easier to maintain when you're out of the elements. You'd think the NFL and all of this money that the owners have, that the revenue uh, that the league brings in, you'd think they'd be able uh, to—any of these new stadiums. It's not like there's a lack of new stadiums. There's new stadiums popping up every couple years. We got the Raiders. Levi's isn't even a new stadium anymore, and it hasn't even been open for 10 years. There's been a bunch of new stadiums since then, and you think that they would have done something. It's not like the science and the technology and the knowledge isn't there. That's what's surprising to me.
1: Yeah, and you're right. And, and don't look now. Dom's Download here, presented by Vanguard Utility Partners and Randy Byrne, too, also part of Iowa One Call 811. That field at State Farm, uh, you know, in, in Arizona is also retractable, not so much on the roof, but. The grass goes in, the grass goes out. Mm-hmm. And if they want, I suppose they could get another track with the artificial surface goes in or it goes out. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think it's going to take time. I don't think it's going to happen over o- overnight. All right, Minnesota-Philly. And I bring up Thursday night football, A, because it's our last day with you, a Thursday into a Friday. But, Dom, here's what I want to say about this game. This is a huge spot for Minnesota already. Now, granted, it's not in their division. Philly, you know, survived a late scare against New England. Minnesota laid an egg at home, and now you've got this spot for Kirk Cousins and Philadelphia. I don't want to get crazy here, but 0-2 does not bode well for Skull Vikings. Give me a hit on Minnesota-Philly Thursday night.
2: No, you definitely don't want to start 0-2. There were things, at least from an offensive perspective, that, you know, Justin Jefferson, efficient, Kirk Cousins was Mm -hmm. fine, Uh, Alexander Madison, not great. The defense was still awful, though, and that's a huge problem. One thing that may help them a little bit is Kenneth Gainwell, the running back for the Eagles, already ruled out. Uh, James Bradbury, one of their best defensive uh, players in the secondary, also ruled out. So there's some hope for Minnesota, and we know that Minnesota can play well. There's the Kirk Cousins in primetime curse. We'll see. I think he finally won a primetime game last season, so that's Monkey's off his back, but he still has a horrible primetime record, so I do agree that the pressure, while it's not a must-win game by any means, uh, the pressure is on the Vikings to at least show some life.
1: Yeah, and the one thing about Cousins I want to say is real quick before we head to break, and then we'll come back. We'll get into the rest rule and then some more NFL football talk. But Dom, you know, we heard Cousins' name immediately. uh, You know, spike into the conversation, the dialogue of replacing Aaron Rodgers. Look, I know he's a free agent, but I don't see an in-season deal like that. Why would the Vikings even entertain anything like that? Because a quarter, a a a change at that position, no matter who it is is so disruptive and so awkward. Were you buying any of the Kirk Cousins to the Jets scenario that's been bandied the, about here?
2: The only chance that happens is if the Vikings start the season like 0-5, they say, F it, uh, the season's done. Right, uh, yeah. Let's get something for Kirk because he's clearly going to leave. That's the only way that makes any sense. Especially In the, in the NFL, we don't see in-season trades because no. it's, it's not like, okay, you set a screen, and then you roll. That's our offense, the pick and roll. Like in <laughs> basketball, it's not that simple. Baseball, okay, you field the ball, you hit the ball, we're good to go. There's all the schemes and everything like that. So I I, I don't see that happening because who knows where the Jets even are four or five games in. They might be one in three or something like that, and it, it'd be a waste of anything to try to get Kirk Cousins, bring him up to speed in two or three weeks, and it's no point at that point.
1: I uh, could not have said it any better if I tried. We come back. We will look at the rest rule in the NBA, and then we're going to go right back to football because we got a huge week, too. But aren't every weeks huge? Think about it. We only have 17 of them. Well, we have more than that because we have playoffs and Super Bowl runs, but away we go. We come back here on Sports Byline Broadcast at Sports Overnight America. I'm Marty Terrell, brought to you by Destination Grill with We're coming right back.
0: That's 800-760-1845. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. That's 800-867-6917.
1: All right, talking the world of sports and a whole lot more. I want to get Dom in here for a double dose of Dom's download. I'll finish it up hopefully very strong, and we'll get into week two of the NFL. And we'll look at the uh, college football, which is week three or week four. I don't know. It goes by so bad. You blink, and I'm telling you, it's Thanksgiving. That's the way I feel this time of year. I really do. It's getting dark earlier here in the Midwest. Well, it's getting dark earlier everywhere, right? Away we go. Dom, the rest rule. The NBA is taking... I wouldn't say dramatic action, but they're taking action about sitting down your star players. And, you know, when guys are making 50 and $60 million a year, I mean, I understand it. And then you got, you know, little Johnny and Susie out in Cleveland at, you know, the, the arena rocket mortgage center, and they live in Shaker Heights and dad works downtown and he drives out to the suburbs. He grabs the kids. They come down to see the Cavaliers home standing against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the rest of the golden state warriors only to see the introductions of the starting lineups, not include aforementioned players. It's not right. It really isn't. And I don't think the players get it. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. It is sports. And there's a lot of money at stake. But people pay huge money for tickets. And this has always been a a thing that has annoyed me. So I cannot wait to hear your take. I am going to resist interrupting you. I'm going to let you have your say. This all started with Popovich. And it drives me nuts. And I'm really glad that Adam Silver and the NBA is taking, I think, pretty dramatic action here. I'm going to be quiet. You go ahead and tell me.
2: So, I'll, I'll, I'm both happy about it, and conversely, I also don't care a little bit. Um, the first thing is, yeah, the rule, I'm all for it. It's fine. Uh, I'm not somebody who's going to get bent out of shape if, and I understand, it's unfortunate for the fans that do spend a lot of money, the potential for the cost of a Warriors visit to an Eastern Conference team or just even a Western Conference team. The cost goes up because it's Steph Curry. It's the Golden State Warriors, and if he doesn't play – realistically, who would have spent $150 on a ticket uh, to go watch Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green? It's not the same as having Steph. Conversely, I have no problem with teams resting players. It sucks for the fans, but it's an investment. Yes, these guys are getting paid a lot of money, but it's an investment for a team. Okay, so let me say this. For a team that's competing for a title, I have no problem with it. If the Charlotte Hornets, or pick up worse, <laughs> the Washington Wizards, that's the better team because I think they're even worse than the Hornets. If the Wizards want to go and rest Bradley Beal and Denny Avdia, he's not a star, but you get my point. If they want to yeah. rest everybody on a given night, I'd be livid. Why? I know it's an investment still, but you're not going to win. It's not like you're going to win the title. So, like, Popovich, the, the Warriors... It sucks, but I get it, especially when your team is full of older guys. I get LeBron and Anthony Davis resting. Not that Anthony Davis is old, but he's fragile. I get right. resting Clay and Dre and Steph. I get it. It's unfortunate for the fans. It sucks. I will admit it. It stinks. It's no fun. I feel bad for people who end up wasting their money. It's happened to me. I, I, I remember I, was baseball, but... It is a little different because it's 162 games but remember No, one, but it's
1: still the same it's still the same yeah I, I remember
2: go ahead. I remember taking yeah. uh my sister when she was younger used to like the Mets she just did she liked the Giants but she she enjoyed the Mets too we all have our secondary teams so be it and I got her tickets and we were gonna go see the Mets play here at Oracle or at the time AT&T here in San Francisco and yep. she, her favorite player that was not a giant was David Wright everything was lined up. Okay, we got tickets to two games. Uh, David Wright sat out both games because he was coming back from an injury. That's unfortunate. Okay, Johan Santana was going to pitch one of the two games we went. He got sick. So, it happens. It stinks. It's awful, and it I, it, it's, I did not spend as much money as people are spending to go see the Warriors uh, on the road as I did to see the Mets visit the Giants, but it's, un- it's a thing that happens, and it's unfortunate, but... These teams, especially the competitive ones, they want return on their value. They want their guys ready to go in the playoffs. And for that reason, I don't have a problem with resting. But I'm
1: okay with the rule being instituted. Do you think, I want to move on to football, but uh, do you think this will annoy the players? And I wonder what a guy like Curry feels like. I mean, all I'm going to say is... Man, when you're a professional athlete and you love basketball, these guys they're in the professional ranks. They played college, they played they went up through the ranks because they love the game. Do you think it bothers them or do we just get to the situation where yeah, it's a grind. It's 82 games, it's the playoffs, it's you know, it's it's uh, November to June. If you get that far, it's a lot of basketball. I get it. So, my point is Let's just use Curry as an example. I don't think he probably enjoyed sitting down unless he was hurt. I think he wants to play. He's a basketball player. Or is that just too Pollyanna? Go ahead.
2: I'll say this. Now, while a guy like Steph or Tim Duncan could very easily say, no, screw your plans, I'm going to play. It's not like that they're choosing to sit. And I think that's what people have this misconstrue. They they place the blame on Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry. Not even Steph Curry. I'll, I'll say everybody loves to blame LeBron. Oh, yeah. LeCry, Le yeah, baby. Exactly. Oh, yep. LeBron, LeBench, whatever we want to call him. Oh, he doesn't want to. Oh, sorry, that 82 games is too hard for you to play. It's not always the player's decision. It's not like the player is going up to the coach like, yeah, I don't feel like playing tonight. Uh, give me a rest day. That's not yep. what's happening. Now, obviously, there's tons of nagging injuries, especially for guys who have mileage on them, like a LeBron James, like a Steph Curry, like a Chris Paul. There are going to be mm-hmm. times where, uh, okay, we're playing. Sorry, Washington. I'm so sorry. All right, we're playing the Wizards tonight. Uh, Steph, you got a, a sore ankle still a little bit, so uh, we're going to rest you tonight. It's unfortunate again, but it's valid, and I, I think that's what it is, and I think the the blame that gets placed on the players by the fans, I understand fans are upset, they're disappointed, but I think it's misguided.
1: I like the rule. I'm glad. We'll see how it works out. We'll see if there's a lot of... You know, uh, griping, but I don't think there will be. I think, honestly, that it's the right thing to do, and we shall see how uh, the implementation and the reaction goes. All right, we're going to get to week uh, two. We've already talked about Minnesota at Philly on Thursday, but I want to I want to highlight San Francisco and the Rams, uh, and the reason why obviously it's in our wheelhouse. It's in Los Angeles at SoFi. You know, the Rams. I mean, this was one of the. I think, quite frankly, one of the. Bigger, dare I say, pleasant surprises of week one was their 30 to 13 bushwhacking of Seattle. Uh, this all of a sudden looks like a game that, uh, well, it would, it, it would be big anyways, but a lot bigger now that the Rams have kind of, I think, peeled off a layer of doubt. Go ahead. Give me Niners, Rams, Purdy, Stafford, and away we go. Go ahead.
2: I'll agree full-heartedly that, uh, wholeheartedly that the Rams win in Seattle was surprising. It was one of the bigger surprises of the opening weekend, hands down. The 49ers have a better team than Seattle, though. So I, I, I do think the 49ers are going to win. I know they have a winning streak against the Rams, especially in Los Angeles. I think the 49ers get this win. And Bose is only going to get better as he gets back into game-playing shape. Uh, mm-hmm. The 49ers, as long as they're healthy, are, are going to be a handful. And, yeah, it's great to see Matthew Stafford healthy. It's great that uh, the kind of random no-name guys like Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua balled out for the Rams, but it's hard to see that happening against a team that is better than the Rams.
1: Excuse me the Seahawks. Exactly. And, you know, Purdy, and we really didn't get into this as much as we wanted to, and I saw his press conference today man i I don't know I, I mean is is he the darling of the fans and the media out there I love the way he handled it today I really did I watched that press conference his answers uh very self you know self-deprecating he wasn't you know full of himself I think he handles himself really well give me a little purdy update here how, how, how has he gone over and we know last year you know the unbeaten record and then of course the disaster in Philly Brock Purdy Niner Nation. What do you well, there I, I said it again. Niner Nation. But you what got do you it. think? It's okay. Um I got it. So yeah. for me,
2: I think Brock Purdy is a fine quarterback. He he gives me he reminds me of a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's not a knock on Purdy. It's that I think his ceiling is limited, but Brock Purdy is going to go out there and surrounded by an amazing team, he's mm-hmm. going to help you win games. I don't know how many times Brock Purdy is going to go out and win a game by himself where he's going to throw for 400 yards. That's not Mm -hmm. the way this team is constructed. That's not what they need out of Brock Purdy on a consistent basis. So we haven't really seen where Brock Purdy is going to be in a shootout and he has to absolutely score a touchdown every single drive. We haven't seen that yet. But the fans treat Brock Purdy like he's Joe freaking Montana. They love him out here, and I, I try my best without sounding like a Debbie Downer. Like, hey, dial it back a little bit, guys. Yes, he's been very good. The team around him is amazing. And also, let's not forget, he was almost undrafted. So let's just dial it back a little bit. But Brock Birdie's been great as a 49er. I just don't want people to get their expectations completely out of proportion and call him a first ballot Hall of Famer already.
1: No, it's going to be an interesting spot. One of the, uh, and again, that'll be a 105 Pacific time start. So that'll be one of the late games we'll keep an eye on. All right, we'll come back more of week two. We'll take a sneak peek to a college football because it is, well, they're all big, right? They're all big because we only have a finite number of them. We come back here on Sports Byline Broadcast brought to you by Destination Grill in Grimes, Iowa Prime rib Friday and Saturday night starting at 5. It is unbelievable. Go to DestinationGrillWithTheKnee.com. We're coming back on Sports byline. Hey, y'all. This is Ronte. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich is the pimento cheese. I was like, go cheese, go pimento, go
0: honey, go get it.
1: Hi, this is Shintrees, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich is the mild spiciness of the pickled jalapenos. No, it's the crispy chicken. Actually, I can't decide. It's the entire sandwich.
0: Order the Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials.
2: and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Are you ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepickscom byline and use code byline. That's code BUYLINE, byline, B-Y-L-I-N-E, at prizepicks.com slash buyline for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: All right, coming back, talking the world of sports. We got more Dom's download because I need my buddy, who does a great job breaking down these NFL games. It's week two. I'll give you a sneak peek of the college stuff uh, a little bit later on before the top of the hour. Across the country on iHeart, around the globe on the American Forces radio network. All right, we know Minnesota, Philly, Dom. We heard your thoughts on that. I want to get right to – I think this is a huge spot, especially coming off Monday night. Las Vegas Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, and company headed to Buffalo to take on the Bills, who are licking their wounds. Aaron Rodgers goes down after four plays, four turnovers by their quarterback. Allen was a train wreck. Buffalo limps home to Orchard Park. Raiders-Bills, give me a quick hit on that game, one east. That'll be 10 o'clock in the morning when you wake up. Go ahead
2: the bills are going to absolutely decimate the las vegas raiders. um wow. josh allen had the turnovers and yes, wow. it doesn't matter who he plays, josh allen is probably going to turn the ball over at least once. the raiders defense not even close to the caliber of defense of the new york jets. so i'm i'm not all that concerned and if it if the bills are able to get the ball going and scoring I do not have a ton of faith in Jimmy Garoppolo and a slightly dinged-up Devontae Adams to be able to match the Bills' output.
1: I'm rarely right about things, but I said Buffalo would regress, and I think the regression will include an 0-2 start. I like the Raiders here in Garoppolo, Devontae Adams and company, Jacobs. I think they'll play a ball-control game. I think Jimmy Garoppolo knows how to manage a game, even on the road. I don't think the time thing matters. This is The NFL, these guys have been around a long time. Bunk. I like the Raiders to put the Bills o and two to start the year. All right, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Now you want to talk about a team that's? I mean, I mean, a lot of the wise guys thought, you know what? Cleveland's poised. Cleveland's got them at home. Cincinnati's had Burrow kind of rusty. Uh, a lot of distractions with him out of camp, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be a tight spot for Cincinnati. Do they respond or do the Ravens come in and peck away at the Bengals? And now we're staring down the barrel of they getting off to an 0-2 start.
2: I think it's a spot where the the Ravens can take advantage of a slow starting Bengals again. Um, everybody on the Bengals started off slow, and I know they didn't play well, and that's going to prevent Joe Mixon from going off. But Burrow didn't look great. T. Higgins got blanked. Jamar Chase uh, made a lot of fantasy owners cry because Jamar Chase is a top-five fantasy pick in almost any league. And uh, he, I think, had like four points. The Ravens, while they don't have a – they're starting running back now. J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Justice Hill and Gus Edwards kind of get the job done. Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game. They didn't ask him to do a lot. So you don't exactly know – how good to go Lamar Jackson is in terms of, is he in midseason form already, ready to light things up, running, throwing? Mark Andrews should be back. They didn't have him week mm-hmm. one. I like the Ravens to win the game. I, I think Cincinnati gets off to a, another slow start and can't
1: recover. All right. We we can bounce around here, but I got to go to this game because it's just, it's too delicious. Uh, and I'm I'm going to skip over Seattle, Detroit momentarily, but Kansas City at Jacksonville. I mean, Chris Jones comes back, takes it an incentive-laden deal, much like Shaquan Barkley. Away we go. Uh, Kansas City, licking their wounds, beaten by Detroit, Thursday night, season opener, lift litter, uh, Mahomes, uh, all sorts of things. Jacksonville took them to the divisional round game right down to the wire before things, you know, obviously the supremacy of the Kansas City Chiefs took over. I look at this. Real simply, I think Kansas City comes out with a chip on their shoulder, and I think this game could be have the makings of a 34-14 blowout in favor of Kansas City. I think the Chiefs are coming out loaded for bear. What are your thoughts on this one?
2: See, so this is the thing people don't really already don't remember about the Chiefs game against the Lions, is how many dropped passes Kansas City had. Kadarius Toney dropped at least three, one of which was firmly in his hands. I don't know if you've seen the photo, Marty, but I- I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it. There is a photo of the pick six where the ball is, you know, Kadarius Tony kind of has that triangle going to receive the ball. And the ball is mm-hmm. basically in that triangle. And on the still frame, if you were to tell somebody who knows the game of football, but didn't watch that game, what do you think happens here? You don't see a player really beyond Kadarius Toney he could, you'd expect him to catch the ball and run. Nobody expected it to be a pick six. So the Chiefs have a lot of room for improvement. Yes, the Jaguars, for whatever reason, have played the Chiefs extremely well when it matters most. But I think with Chris Jones back in a limited capacity, if Travis Kelsey comes back, I think like you said, the Chiefs are going to give it to
1: the Jaguars. All right. Well, we can't skip over it anymore. Detroit is the darlings in some places. I guarantee you with Charlie Gibbons, my partner, the, the darlings of this program, they're home to Seattle. Uh, Seattle got absolutely waylaid. You don't want to talk about a team poised to start 0-2. Home opener at Ford Field. I, I, I'm i not going to say in my lifetime because I don't I don't really think that's appropriate. But I will tell you. As long as I can remember, I can't remember a home opener of this magnitude in Detroit. Lions Seahawks, give me a quick take.
2: It's got to be the Lions, right? I mean, it, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, but, it's, to be yeah. fair, it's an opportunity for a letdown game. I just I don't think it's going to happen for all the reasons you just highlighted. They're coming off what the best win that the Lions have had in maybe the last 20 years maybe. Um, The home opener, everybody's vibing. They're feeling some kind of way. They're buzzing. The Seahawks got trounced by the Rams at home. It's got to be the Lions. So I- I'll say hesitantly the Lions take care of business, but this is one of those games that I will circle on the calendar, and if uh, something no, weird happens, it. this is the game I that's going to be
1: it. I totally agree, Dom. I, I, I thought the same thing. The minute you think, and this is, you know, the National Football League, the minute you think you got it figured out, a game like this will jump up and, and leave you scratching your head. I totally agree with you. I, I bring this one up because, you know, it's obvious, but, uh, you know, Jets at Dallas, I mean, all eyes on Zach Wilson. I mean, this is just going to be, you want to talk about the microscope. But the Jets still have talented players. They have an offensive line that's better. They have receivers that are better. They have Dalvin Cook, who they didn't have a year ago. So this idea that, yeah, Aaron Rodgers goes down, and lo and behold, the season's over. I mean, not so fast, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy here. How do you see this game? And is the burying of the New York Jets and writing them off a tad tad premature? Go ahead. Tell me.
2: I think it depends on how the schedule develops for the Jets. We've talked about that; them they have a very tough schedule, and yeah, not having Aaron Rodgers makes that schedule even tougher. For the Dallas Cowboys, which version of them are you going to get? And and this That's isn't right. this isn't just this year. This has been going on for since Dak Prescott took over as the quarterback. Which version of the Cowboys are you going to get? Are you going to get the ones that are going to get uh, that? got beat by the 49ers and completely let their fans down in the playoffs or are you going to get the one that took a 40 nothing drubbing to the Giants which one are you going to get are you going to get excellent Micah Parsons are you going to get excellent secondary play are you going to get fantastic Tony Pollard or are you going to get the guys that sometimes don't show up when it matters I think Dallas is going to win this game because they're gonna, they're good enough on defense. We're talking about the Jets' defense, but with the Cowboys, their defense is good enough to cause all kinds of problems for Aaron Rodgers. Let alone a guy like Zach Wilson. They bring in Stephon Gilmore, who shows, hey, he's still got something in in the tank. You pair him up with Trevon Diggs, holy moly! And that's not including uh, a guy like Micah Parsons wrecking havoc uh, in the backfield. So I think Dallas wins this game. It's not going to be completely on Zach Wilson. Dallas is just the better team.
1: All right. Couple uh couple more real quick. Chargers and Tennessee both lost uh tough games. I mean Chargers lose a heartbreaker 36-34. Uh I mean that was a tough, tough pill swallow. And then uh Tennessee to New Orleans. Uh this will be interesting. Tua had a big game to tear up the Chargers. Herbert wasn't horrible, but these teams are going to play with a sense of urgency in week uh, in week number two. Give me a quick hit on Chargers Tennessee here on a Wednesday into a Thursday. Go ahead.
2: The key for the Chargers is how does Kellen Moore change up the game plan? He's the new offensive coordinator there, and they thrived rushing the ball. Not just Austin Eckler, but Joshua Kelly too. Justin Herbert, like you said, didn't do necessarily what we've come to expect from Justin Herbert because he didn't have to. Now, he probably should have because maybe they would have won the game. But the the Titans have a very good run defense. It's going to be on Justin Herbert to throw the ball. And I've seen some, you know, I was looking at, uh, as I was looking at prize picks, I was looking at their stat projections. And the way they work is you see a stat projection and you go, you, you pick a couple players and you go more or less. And I saw Justin Herbert's stat projection and I'm like, that is really high. And then I'm like, oh, wait. The Titans have a really good run game. Is Eckler right. Eckler's dinged up. They they may have to air it out. So, how ready is Justin Herbert to air things out? I think that's going to be the big takeaway in this game. I think he's capable of it. They've got great receivers. They've got back uh, both running backs can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, we'll have to see how that works out, but I think the Chargers get the win.
1: All right, we got a couple more here, real quick, and then there's a double Monday Nighter. It'd be New Orleans, Carolina, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Cleveland and Pittsburgh will be interesting, too. But, all right, let's go Washington, Denver. You know, I like the commanders in this spot. Denver's got a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, onside kick to start the season, element of surprise, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson's numbers were not horrible. They were not horrible. That being said, uh, I think Washington's alive. You know a live road team here and may surprise. We'll see. Uh, Rivera's got a lot of work to do with this Commodores team. uh, Commanders team, rather. But the reality is, look, the owner's gone. There's a breath of fresh air out there. The stench is gone from the nation's capital and the Commanders, but into Denver they go. Give me a take on this one.
2: I think as long as Sean Payton doesn't do something stupid like opening the season with an onside kick, I think the Broncos are going to win this game the Commanders didn't show me much last week. They got the win, but they didn't show me much. They were playing a Cardinals team who was not very good, and they struggled mightily. Sam Howell was okay, kind of what you'd expect from a second-year guy that's not hasn't You're been a, a full-time starter yet. But the running backs were just atrocious. Brian Robinson averaged like 1.1 yards a carry. Antonio Gibson, three carries, nine yards, lost a fumble in the red zone. The rookie, I think his name's Chris Rodriguez, he didn't do a whole lot with his three touches. I'm concerned about this Washington offense against that Denver defense. I think Denver wins this game.
1: Interesting. All right, real quick, uh, Miami goes to New England. New England gets back-to-back home games. They were driving. I thought they were going to pull it out. I really did. I thought they were going to pull this game out. They did not. They're 25 losers to Jalen Hurt in Philadelphia. Uh, where do you go with the Patriots? Tua put up huge numbers. I mean, I wish we could slow down on the MVP talk. We're one week and one game in. My God, slow down. But Tua was impressive. We know it's about health. Uh, Miami has owned the Patriots. We only got a few seconds left. Give me your take on, real quick, New England-Miami.
2: I was surprised that Mac Jones played so well uh, last week against the Eagles, but I'll say the Eagles were not firing on all cylinders, and the Patriots still lost. I, I, I lost, excuse me. I think the Dolphins are firing on all cylinders already. I think the Dolphins win this game.
1: There you go. Dom, stellar work today. You are the best. Dom's download here on Sports Byline Broadcast. All right, we'll come back. I'll take a sneak peek of some baseball stuff from the afternoon on a Wednesday into a Thursday, the night games. You know, wild card races, divisional races, not so much. And then we'll take a sneak peek at college football as well later on in the week here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Keep it here on Sports Overnight America.
0: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life?
1: All right, down the home stretch we go. Take you right to the top of the hour news coming up next here in the overnight, as uh, we talk the world of sports. Great job out of Dominic. Today, Eagles Vikings on a Thursday night uh, should be a good one in uh, Philly. We look forward to that. All right, let's look at the college. Uh, well, do we have some Thursday night? We gotta have some Thursday night college football. Do we? yeah, we do. We have Bethune Cookman, Miami, Florida. We love it. Navy and Memphis. We're all over it. Let's move ahead to Friday. Let's get to it. What do we have for college football Friday? Usually they sprinkle it. Yeah, Army, University of Texas, San Antonio. I love the Roadrunners. We look forward to that game. That'll be in the Alamo Dome. Virginia, Maryland, Utah State and Air Force. I've seen Utah State this year, folks. They're not very good. They're In fact, they're bad. And then Saturday, of course, we have a full menu of college football. And away we go. And we'll find ourselves in Iowa City for Western Michigan. The Broncos taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Away we go. All right. Good job out of Dom and the whole crew. Uh, enjoy your baseball tonight. Giants have already won. They were down 5-2. Came back with a rollicking 10th inning. Uh, tenth inning win, six-five. Got a three-run dinger uh, in the eighth to tie it five-five. They win it in the tenth. Boy, I love that runner on that ghost runner, huh? Second base. How about that? Way we go. But they loaded them up and then got the sack fly to win it, six-five. So good job out of the. Interlocking SF Giants, and away we go. All right, I want to tell you about Destination Grill in Grimes, Iowa. Prime Rib. Their Friday and Saturday night Prime Rib starts at 5. They have entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Brunch on Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 2. It is Destination Grill with a need.com in Grimes, Iowa. All right, for Dominic Jimenez and the whole crew, I'm Marty Terrell. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your overnight. Can't sleep. We'll keep you wide awake here on Sports By Live Broadcast. Adios.